Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, mods and mamas. I am so thrilled that you're here listening to another episode of the Time and Talks podcast. If you're new to my world, I'm Thajal V. Patel. I'm truly passionate about bringing spirituality, mindfulness into parenting and life. And really my mission is to empower moms and kids to learn to be their best selves, but honestly realizing how to tap into the inner power within them to realize that they have the ability to be their best selves in this moment. So learning the tools of ancient Ayurveda, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, energy management is something that I geek out about. And spirituality is a common thread in the work that I share and the podcast that I do. So if you're new here, welcome. If you've been here for a while, you guys make my heart sore hearing from you, listening for your feedback, and just knowing that I can play a small part in your journey is truly the greatest gift. So thank you so much for listening to this passion project that really has become one of my greatest joys. So today we're talking all about breath work. Now, You may be thinking, okay, breath work, that generic, let's take deep breaths. No, my friends, it is so much deeper. And this is becoming a ancient wisdom that is going mainstream. So recently I was interviewed for Healthline Magazine and they were asking me what I believe the newest holistic and wellness trend for 2021 will be. And without a blink of an eye, I said, I believe breath work will become the new kale. Yeah. I think it's that powerful. And I say this as someone who's practiced meditation for almost 10 years now. And I share this because of my own experience. Like I had been practicing meditation. I'd gone through my training while I was pregnant with Ayan. And I, of course had to transform my practice from the 30 minute practice that I was doing before I had children. And of course, when I see meditation teachers or breathwork teachers who don't have children, our lifestyle as moms are very different, right? We can't consistently every single day wake up at 5 a.m. to meditate because Sometimes your kids sleep horribly. Sometimes they're in your bed. Sometimes you're just exhausted. And so every single day is just showing up and being present to whatever shows up. And so consistency and daily routine, we try our best, but there's other people in our life that dictate our schedules. Let's be real. And so when I became a mom, I was meditating. And then, you know, newborn phase is so different than the toddler phase. And when Ayan became three. It was one of the hardest years for me. And so I shared this very, very vocally. He is a strong-willed. He's emotionally um, very aware. He has big feelings and, you know, there is no distracting him. There was no, um, you know, oh, let me distract you with this when a big feeling's happening. No, it was like full-on big feelings, tantrum mode. And until that energy was out, it was like he was really, really, really difficult to um, 
help. He would not hear me. It was hard. It was really hard. And this is coming from someone who for a living teaches meditation, mindfulness, mindful breathing to parents and to kids. So he was my own greatest teacher because I was learning through the toughness. Um, and from that experience, I was really able to understand how difficult it can be for parents, not only for our own stress, but also, you know, try to help your child through it. How do you stay rooted and hold space for your child? Be present without your emotions totally consuming you. And so I was lost in the sense that I meditate every single day, almost every single day. Okay, I'll put that disclaimer. More days than not. How about that? That's more accurate. And I was like, why am I losing it sometimes? And sometimes I can stay calm. I can stay, you know, level-headed. And I was like, well, meditation is not enough. And we talk about stress management and, you know, eating well, sleeping well, uh, working out all important aspects of maintaining um, stress, but they were not enough. Something was missing and I didn't know what it was. That led me to my practice with um, Ayurveda and it recommitted me to my pranayama or my breathwork practice where not necessarily the formal practice, but I started infusing breath work throughout my day, anchoring it to specific tasks. When I noticed that I was rushing through an email, I slowed down my motions and I would go through a breath work pattern, shift my breath work pattern. I'm not talking the generic, take a deep breath. I'm talking about really shifting my breath pattern, whether it was a 411 breath, if I was feeling anxious and I need to feel grounded, or if I was feeling really agitated and frustrated going to that Sitali Pranayama or that Sitali breath while I was awakened. You know, I was, my eyes were open. It's not like I was going to my meditation room. I was doing it right there, right then. And I started making it more of a habit to do it when I wasn't in an emotional state, like when I felt calm. Okay, I'm just washing my dishes. Nothing has really triggered me. Nothing is really wrong, but I was infusing it. And what I noticed just from my own experience, breath work when done, not just in the heat of the moment, but when you are calm, when everything is flowing smoothly and there's no crisis, really protects your energy and really builds a reserve so that when that moment of pivoting, when that moment of that unexpected tantrum or that really biting text message or someone says something passive aggressive to you or someone um, cuts you off when those moments arise you're not carried away into a space of the fight or flight you're training your parasympathetic nervous system your rest relax state of mind to be more activated in this hyper stressed out state that we most commonly live in especially in 2020 it is training our nervous system to be in a calmer state so that when these unexpected triggers happen we don't completely just lose our marbles and I noticed a big shift. It's not that those things weren't bothering me or it didn't give me a little jolt or didn't give me a trigger. It just didn't take me to the place where I completely lose it. So I had more buffer or more of a control. And so I say breath work being the new kill is not in a way to just be this cute, quippy self-help slogan. It truly, for modern parents for our modern life with the amount of stress that we're constantly being bombarded with especially starting from the pandemic and everything that's 
transpired after that, the Black Lives Matters movement, everything with the election, everything with Trump, everything that's going to continue to happen, right? As these breakdowns start to happen and we're living in a state of chaos and uncertainty, we are going to need breath work as our route to help us guide through these emotions that could potentially carry us away, but keep us more grounded. So I believe that breathwork is really this growing sensation. It's becoming more mainstream and it's popular like kale. I like to make that analogy because just like kale is a superfood for the body, Breath work is a superfood for your mind, for your body, and your soul. It interconnects, right? Because our breath, the way that we breathe, and I share this so much and I want to reiterate it again, the way that we breathe, the inhale, the quality of that inhale signals to our amygdala, our fight or flight, if we need to be in a heightened state. So whenever we're not consciously breathing, and that means whenever we're not paying attention to our breath, it is naturally a a short breath. It is coming from our chest. It's not a self-nourishing breath where it's like oxygenating our body, oxygenating our mind. So it's so important to bring our attention to our breath throughout the day as much as we can. And sometimes you can't find the stillness aspect because of life, right? Being a mother, I completely understand that. But we are moving through the tasks of our day. And then we find that we're rushing or feeling frustrated or we're feeling overwhelmed or we feel a lack of energy. There are different breathwork patterns that we can turn to to either relax our mind or boost our energy or to decrease the fire or the heat within us that's making us want to snap. So I do believe that it creates this connection. um, And as we learn to slow down our breath, right, the quality of our exhale through our mouth will signify to activate that parasympathetic nervous system. So it doesn't just go into the basic breath work that I teach, inhaling through your nose, for four counts, exhaling through your mouth for five counts, which is which I call the reset breath. And when you're breathing out of your mouth, you're not blowing it powerfully. You are envisioning there's a candle in front of you and you just want the flame to wiggle. You don't want to blow it out. So it's a, it's a very contained, very mindful, slow breath. And when you're doing it during your task, I notice that immediately your movement starts to slow down. And when your movement and your body starts to slow down, your mind starts to slow down. And that's why I say it's the superfood for your body, mind, and soul. You have control over it anytime, anywhere, whatever you're doing. And it's really that antidote to being able to manage our system and our energy without needing other props or going to a yoga class or needing a 20 minute meditation or having a workout. All those things are amazing. Movement is essential. Breath work is essential. Stillness is essential. It's all interconnected. But I think what we forget is that our breath is the rooting of how we're going to respond to something. And it's not just the heat of the moment. It's everything uh, around our heat of the moment. So that means how you are breathing the other 23 hours of the day, not just that one hour when the heat of the moment happens. So I think the power of breathwork, I really loved in Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk. He shared um, a 10-year-old monk had said, when you get stressed, what changes? your breath. When you get angry, what changes? Your breath. We experience every emotion with the change of the breath. 
When you learn to navigate and manage your breath, you can navigate any situation in life. I thought that this was the most remarkable way of starting this podcast because this 10-year-old monk says it exactly correctly. We are faced with so much emotional ups and downs and how are we going to ride through it? It's through our breath. So yes, guys, breath work is no longer reserved for those meditation junkies and kombucha drinking, you know, yogis. It's for us. This ancient teaching has gained so much credibility and popularity as a healing tool, so I wanted to do a whole podcast about it. This is something that I've dedicated that I want to be doing coaching more consistently with moms because I've noticed the greatest amount of shifts. This is the most powerful ride or die tool for those moms who feel like I don't have enough time to meditate. I can't sit still. I can't find moments of stillness. This will be my type A parents who feel like they suck at meditation. They can't sit still. I don't have time. My brain won't shut off. This is going to be your ride or die because you can weave this into your day. You can be in control to shift your energy and mood on command. And that is exactly what we need in our high paced on the go completely digital life that we live in where we're constantly bombarded with information, different energies. We are constantly now with our kids. We need a break. We need an energetic break and not just a physical break. So this is really going to be such an invaluable tool. So we may know that various breathing practices, of course, have been around for centuries. And science is now, just like meditation, proving that this is really beneficial for us. Studies have shown that breathing practices can reduce symptoms associated with anxiety, insomnia, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and ADD. So breathwork is going to be a new and essential resource as we navigate our life to infuse it because it is so powerful and it doesn't take a lot of time. So let's take a moment just to get a quick understanding of the ancient principle of what we're talking about with breathwork. So in my training as a kundalini uh, teacher and a yogi and a meditator, there are different aspects that we had in our training. Of course, there's the yoga aspect. Then there's the pranayama. Pranayama is the control of life force energy through the breath, which is prana, life force. There's meditation. And now the sister science combining all that is is Ayurveda. So Ayurveda and yoga are sister sciences. And under the umbrella of yoga, there's different practices. There's the yoga, which is the physical um, aspect in the movement. There's the pranayama, which is the mental health, the breath that helps for mental health. And then the meditation, which is about spiritual awareness. And they're all interconnected, like I said. And when we would do a kundalini yoga full-on class, you do pranayama first, then you do the yoga, then you do savasana, then you do meditation. Because I talk a lot about you have to move energy out. Emotions are energy in motion. And sometimes the stagnant emotions get stuck. So we use the breath work to focus and concentrate our mind. Then we do the movement to move the energy out of our body. And then the meditation, we can have stillness, right? Awareness and focused attention in our mind when we can allow our breath to be regulating our system when we've moved out that energy. So breath work, why I really like it is because 
like I shared with active meditation, there's a lot of kundalini meditations that have breath work in it, but breath work itself, you're giving your mind a mental anchor. And that's what we need. When you're sitting down for the first time, you're going to find that your mind is all over the place. So starting with breath work, or having a standalone breathwork practice if you only have a few minutes or you're in the heat of the moment and you need to shift your energy. It's the breathwork because your mind is going to carry you into the story. But this is going to help you focus on whether you're counting the breath, whether you're shifting into a rhythmic pattern so you have to focus on what you're doing. It gives your mind something else to focus on than what it's obsessing about. I get asked a lot, so many of you do meditate, and I've been talking more about breath work because, like I said, I want to do more one-on-one coaching calls on this. I was doing it for a while, and then I was like, I need to get back to this. And so if this is something that you're interested in, please email me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com and we will talk more and we can get something scheduled so that we can work together in partnership so that I can learn what's your stress type based on the Ayurveda and teach you the right breath works and help you stay accountable as you infuse them into your life. But the question that I get asked quite a bit from those who meditate is, you know, isn't breath work and meditation exactly the same thing? And so although they both involve concentration and breath work, and as I shared, kundalini meditation has an aspect, and what I love about it, it is not just this the, the idea of like the mindfulness meditation where you're being aware of the breath and you're not shifting the breath. You're just allowing the breath to be as it is. You're letting whatever thought that comes in and you're guiding it out with your breath. That is certainly such an important practice of meditation. However, it's a hard place to enter if you've never trained your mind. And pranayama really does help train your mind because you're slowing down your system, using your breath, you're engaging your nervous system in a different way that you might have never engaged before. And that can help promote the ability to be able to be still. Meditation, the idea is still to create stillness, using your breath, focusing your concentration. But the goal is, when I say spiritual awareness, it is to get an altered state of consciousness. So we have different brain waves. We have theta brain waves. We have delta brain waves. We have alpha. We have beta. And so our normal conscious day-to-day life, we are not activating our theta or our delta brain waves. This is the energy of where we time and space doesn't feel like the normal linear time and space where downloads happen. When we're connected to a higher consciousness. It's a different connection. And so yes, stillness through the meditation practice. Yes, there's breath works. Kundalini has so many practices where you're holding your body in a specific way, chanting in a specific way. You're doing breath work in a specific way. So that can be an interconnection, but not all meditations include breath work where you're shifting the patterns. And so pranayama being that ancient practice of refining your breathing ability and being aware of the prana flow, the more prana or life force energy that we have, the more vibrant we are, the more connected to our dharma or our life purpose that we are, the more we are authentically our highest self, we are more energized, we are more vibrant, we are more alive. So prana, whether it's consuming it through food, whether it's consuming it through the 
the activities that we do through breath work, through movement. It's so important that prana has a healthy flow within us. And so learning how to turn on the light switch of our rest and relax mode is so important because so often we have not been turning this mode on and we've just been leaving the light of the fight or flight on all day, all night. We're not getting a break from it. And we need to learn how to turn that light off by switching on our rest and relaxed state. And that's what breathwork will help us do. So the main difference between meditation and breathwork is that in breathwork, we are intentionally changing and manipulating the breath for a specific period of time. Now there's formal practices where you're using a facilitator or you're in a specific class. It's like more feels like it's meditation because you're in a seated formal practice. You're not doing anything else. You're just doing the breath work, whether it's three, seven, eight, eleven minutes. Um, and then there's that informal, I think as mindful breathing, I say that a lot is bringing breath work into your daily task, right? The whole idea of bringing the meditation off the meditation mat, because most of our waking life is engaging with people, working, um, our eyes are open. So of course it behooves us to bring these practices when we need it as we're moving through life. And so that's more of an informal practice, I believe, but that takes time. And that's what I love helping moms do is knowing when to infuse these breath works, the right breath works, because there's certain breath works, for example, you should not be doing when you're driving a car or using any equipment. So knowing that, which ones not to do um, because you might feel dizzy and doing safe breath works at the right time when you're infusing it into your life. So like I said, though there's an interconnection, breath work is different. And so now what I've been seeing is that there are breathwork facilitators and programs that are popping up like Starbucks, like so many people. And I don't know where the training is coming from. I'm not knocking it. I just, I'm not aware. Um, but for me, I'm always just rooted in the ancient science, right? Ancient wisdom. Um, when I teach, it's always the pranayamas. It's always related to the right breath work related to Ayurveda. Um, so there's so much out there. So if you look up breath work, you're going to see so many different programs, so many different people are facilitating either groups um, or they're doing virtual, of course, now, or it's one-on-one. -on -one. But me specifically, um, I like to teach the pranayama that I learned in my teacher training based on what my experiences and what I've learned um, as the ancient wisdom and science. What I found with moms, to be honest, is that meditation can sometimes feel unpredictable. And I've experienced that. And sometimes there's a barrier of entry that is just not there with breath work. Because you can do a three minute breath work practice because your mind is engaged. You're like, wow, I was able to do that. And that's the power of it, right? When you feel the confidence of you're like, okay, I can be still. I can be focused on one thing and I didn't have to take too much effort to do it. You get engaged to try it again. You'll feel more inclined to try it again. And so that's the beauty of it. It's like you can feel calm and collected in just mere minutes. And so you don't have to do it for a really, really long time. And when I'm doing it in the heat of the moment, I'm literally, depending on the breath work that it is, 60 to 90 seconds will start shifting it. Three minutes is like 
great. I think three minutes is um, the ideal time to really feel that shift. If you're doing a more formal practice, like in the mornings, if I'm doing a breathwork practice or before bedtime, I like to either do an eight minute or 11 minute, but you can certainly work up. Like you can do a three minute, you can start with five minutes. So it's, there's a beauty to it because you'll feel the results quickly. And in this instant gratification world, nothing is better than feeling good quickly, right? And so with meditation, and I've shared this before, meditation is essentially, um, I think it's like your workout. It is a practice. It is training your brain to get uncomfortable and understand what your ego says when it's in a space of discomfort. And what I mean is, is that every single day when unexpected things happen, your mind is gonna respond in a specific habitual patterned way. If it's judgmental duty, it's gonna sling some judgment. If it's all about victimhood, it's gonna place blame on you. If you're all about judging others, then you're gonna be like, oh, it's their fault. Or it's, you know, your ego has a specific voice and pattern, but so often it gets so convoluted because it's blah, 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 blah. It's just chatting so frequently, so fast. We don't even really understand what it's saying, but we feel the intensity of the emotion. And so when you're in meditation, and you're sitting and you're doing a posture or you're doing a chant or you're pushing yourself to sit for a specific time that doesn't feel comfortable or you're even doing breath work, you are finding that you're in a safe, contained place. Nothing is happening in the outside world that's triggering you, but you're gonna feel triggered. It's gonna rear its ugly head. Your inner mean girl. It gets very, very, very intimate with that voice. You're getting intimate with it when you're meditating. So this whole idea that meditating is gonna be zen, it's gonna be peaceful, yes, there's certain times it totally is. After some practice, after some training, after maybe you've even done guided meditation so you've learned how to train your brain to slow down. But meditation is very unpredictable even for an expert. You do not know what you're coming to. And with breath work, because it's more like a, a machine. Your body is a machine and it's like if you plug in your iPhone and the charger is working, what is the expectation? Your iPhone's gonna charge. So it's the same thing. Breath work is your plug to source energy. It's gonna boost your prana. You do it, it's gonna recharge you. It's as simple as that connection. With meditation, it's more variables. It's where your energy is at that moment, what your spiritual lessons that you need to learn. There, There's a lot more of a learning curve. It is so amazing what you'll learn about yourself, but it's not always pleasant. And so that's why when you're starting and you're like, I need something that's going to give me a break, that's we're coming to us coming from a place of burnout, exhaustion, like being completely frazzled. You're like, I don't need any more work right now. I want to feel some relief. And that's why I say breath work really gives that instant like experience of a relief so that you can, all right, I feel a little bit more safer. Now I can go a little bit deeper. Now I can go deeper into maybe meditating or entering into those emotions or processing it. So it just gives you that reset to be able to get to a place of like, okay, I feel calm. I feel collected. I feel grounded. Now what's my next step? It's almost like with breath work, you're just letting the body do the work and not the mind, right? You're using your body to breathe in a specific way and you're not fighting those rampant thoughts. 
And I think in this personal development world that we live in right now, when we're trying to feel better, breathwork is going to be the easiest access point to feel better. It allows you to detach from the thoughts and just drop into your body and ground into your body. And when we've been living in such a flighty, mind-driven, logic-driven, thinking-driven, think-your-way-out-of-your-problem state of mind, it is so nourishing to go into your body and to feel safe in your body. Learn to feel safe in your body and not have to escape. Escape by drinking, escape by relationships, escape by sex, escape by anything, TV. It's like, okay, I can ground in my body and feel safe in my body, right? So isn't this so intriguing? I feel like breathwork oh my gosh, it's a life changer and we are being called to do it more and more. And this is something I truly believe everyone can benefit from. And that's why even in my Meditation for Kids book, there are a lot of breathwork foundation exercises like turning on your sun switch, turning on your moon switch, prime, prime breathworks that you use. I do moon switch every single night because I'm activating my left nostril so that my moon energy, my calming energy can start getting invigorated in my body when I'm trying to relax my mind before bed. If you want an energizing boost, right? Like the right nostril breathing. And so it's creating this sense of this experience and feeling in control. For so long, we have been trying to control the wrong aspects of our life. We've been trying to control all the external aspects of our life and we have been failing 2020 taught us this. We have no control over what happens to us in our life. And we've been feeling this lack of control and it creates chaos within us. It erupts this fear when you don't feel like, oh my gosh, all the organization, all the pre-planning, everything that I do to keep all my ducks in a row, it don't mean shit. It's not going to mean shit because life is happening whether we like it or not. And that's what the pandemic is trying to teach us. That's what every aspect that's breaking open our society is trying to teach us. So this gives you the rain on something you can control, controlling your energy. You will never be able to control the circumstances that happen to you, but you are, as Sadhguru says, a divine technology. And when you start learning the instruction manual of how to utilize effectively this divine, sophisticated technology, your life will change. And so this is the first entry point, I believe, into being in control, knowing the antidote to stress, and being in control in the sense of exactly what you are meant to control in this human being, in this human body, your energy, your breath, and it will affect your stress levels. So if this is something that is intriguing to you, if this is something you want to dive into further, it would be my honor and privilege to help navigate you on this journey to take the next step. Like I said, email me, thejal at thejalvpatel.com, and we will set up a one-on-one -on -one coaching time where we can dive in. You can tell me what is happening in your life, where the stress is manifesting, and we will do the breath work that you need to embody, and I will teach you the breath works that you can embody in your life to start to take control, to truly bring presence into your life, to truly 
tap into that space of, okay, I can be patient because I can be silent when something triggers me and not feel the need to react. I can ride through that sensation of feeling triggered without needing to respond through shouting back or saying something passive aggressive. It's going to help you truly tap into that energy of peace. Like I said at the beginning, right? Empowering moms and kids to be their best self. It's really all about realizing the power that's already within you. Just awakening yourself and knowing how to tap into that power. And I think breath work is the powerful step to do that. So I hope this serves you well in the deepest, most nourishing way. If you're listening to this, there's a reason why. And if you need help in taking the next step, please do not avoid it. Like next time, later, when I have more time, these are all excuses. Your life is happening now. This moment is never going to come back. So if you need help, don't be afraid of asking for it. I think many of us like, we'll figure it out on our own. This is information overload central in our world. We'll just research it. We'll figure it out. But sometimes having someone in your corner, connecting with another mom and just having someone that you can uh, be able to share your energy and your truth with and then learning the tools is such an empowering and fulfilling experience, not only for you, but for me. And I love these one-on-one sessions. So Thank you so much for listening. If this served you, please share it with your mom, with your friends, with your parents, anybody that you could feel would resonate with the message of trying to take action to help them find relief from stress. Many blessings and love to you. Have a great day. Satnam. Bye guys.